You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. We've been talking a lot lately about this idea of mind wandering and letting our imaginations flow and letting creativity in. And I think that right now it feels like there's a little bit less room for that because with the state of the world, everything feels like it's very scheduled or structured when we are doing things. So outside of your workday or the time you're spending at home doing your day-to-day stuff, that time where there could be a space between. So a couple of things that I was thinking about were the time that you have with friends where you're just hanging around doing nothing. And there's that space between where wandering or collective wandering can happen. That space between doesn't exist as much when we are seeing our friends and seeing our loved ones in more of the planned activities or sometimes even just virtual activities. We're not doing a lot of hanging around doing nothing when we're with the groups of people that we care about and maybe allowed our creativity to expand with before. And the same thing at work. Everyone's working so hard and doing a lot, but we don't have that space between of catching each other in between meetings or just sitting there and brainstorming or not really doing anything and just talking and having ideas come in person. So we thought we would share some of the things that we have been doing that have helped us to get our creativity flowing and help our mind to wander. Yeah. And it's so important to let our mind wander and make room for imagination because when we're consuming all the time, and this is what I really notice with myself, like I'm constantly consuming things. And like you said, there really isn't much space between where you're like, I would do a lot of my thinking and imagining when I was traveling or when I was on my way to an office, but there is not a a ton of time built in for that. So it's so important because when we're consuming so much information, we forget to create and have come up with ideas from ourselves because we're just getting so much information from other sources. Yeah. It's like there's so many inputs coming in that it can be hard to listen to ourselves and create sometimes. So I came across this really interesting piece of research recently that is on this topic. And it has to do with the first tip that we're giving around how to 
help your mind to wander. So there was a research study done in Berlin on the effects of sad and happy music on mind wandering. And the results were pretty interesting. I think that we all know that sometimes when we're feeling sad or down, we like to listen to sad music because it can help with an emotional release and just like help us be in that state. So that's not surprising. But what was really interesting was, so sad music evoked significantly greater mind wandering than happy music. It helped the brain to expand into creativity and tap into the areas that are responsible for creativity. When the participants were listening to sad music, their thoughts were significantly more self-referential than in happy music. So essentially during listening to sad music, they were decoupled or essentially separated from any attention to external stimuli, which is a marker of mind wandering. So essentially when you're listening to sad or melancholic music, you go inward and you block out any external stimuli or inputs like we were talking about that can come into your attention field. So this had nothing to do with the emotional release or being sad. It was really about the impact that these kinds of melodies had on the brain. It was also interesting to see that the results don't indicate that sad mood has anything to do with mind watering. It's really different when we're talking about music-evoked sadness and art-evoked sadness. It differs a lot from what is real sadness or real negative moods. It actually brought out a pleasurable state in participants. So this is all to say that if you're curious about experimenting with mind-wandering or tapping into the more imaginative parts of your brain, and you are feeling like you're in a good, stable mood and you're in a good place, you might want to try listening to sad or melancholic music because it won't evoke sadness and emotional release. It will help your mind to wander and create a pleasurable state for you. Yeah. That's so interesting because I do that sometimes without knowing. I didn't realize that there was research around it. I feel like when I listen to a sad song, when I'm not necessarily sad, I just have these like feelings in myself. Like I feel inspired and I feel alive Yeah. when I listen to that type of music. And I also listen to sad or slower music while I'm running, which is interesting. And I remember my some one of my friends said, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you listen to pump up music when you're running? Like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And it's because I actually, like, I feel that same, those same inspirational feelings and that same, I can tap into that creative energy when I'm running while listening to sad or slower music. And I've actually noticed that when I track my runs, I go faster and I can go farther when I have that combination of the sad music with the running versus like pump up music or listening to a podcast. Yeah. I feel like the melancholic or sadder music helps us to tap into our own humanity. And the part of the Mm -hmm. research that I think really reflects that is that it helps us become more self-referential. So it would make sense that with running, it helps you because you might be blocking out external stimuli while you're doing it. And and that could help. Do you have any go-to sad songs that you like to listen to? Oh yeah. I have a couple. The two go-tos that come to my mind are This Woman's Work by Maxwell. 
Love it. I love that one. I, and I've been listening to that one for a while. Um, that one I actually listened to when I was really sad too. I remember it was like a breakup song as well for me for <laughs> during my teen years. I'm very familiar with that song and I love it because I was obsessed with Love and Basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. I watched it constantly and I had the CD. It was a burned CD that someone made and I listened to the soundtrack on replay probably thousands of times and that was one of my favorites. Yeah, that's where I originally discovered it. And then the other one is Bonnie Vare, Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. I listened to the acapella version when he was at the Sydney Opera House, and it is just incredible, like bone chilling. So that song, wow. I absolutely love. And there's so many others, but those are the two go-tos. What are yours? One that just came to mind, I have so many, is Sade, By Your Side. I don't know that it's necessarily a sad song, but it definitely is melancholic and has the sad kind of sounds, but I love that song and it's always a go-to for me. Yeah. I just thought of how music can take you back to a time period so easily as well. Like when I listen to certain songs, it brings me back to when we were living in New York and like I could literally feel the same things that I was feeling at that time. So there must be something with that as well. Like, it's just like, it literally transcends you into a different time period. Yeah. I mean, we could get into a whole conversation about this, but I've been thinking so much about the fact that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. And in many schools of thought, we may be having a simultaneous experience as well. And in the quantum field, time is not linear. And so what that means in terms of in the quantum world, the ability to experience what we experienced in the past. Mm. So the second tip that we wanted to share is based on an experience that I've been having recently. I am grateful to live near the beach. So I live near a large body of water and I have been going down to the beach every morning and taking a dip in the ocean and then sitting there and There are so many benefits to being near water, but I think that the biggest benefit for me in doing this is that I haven't been bringing my phone with me to the beach. So after I go in the water, I just sit there and just stare. And one morning I just noticed that I was getting lost in thoughts, kind of like I would when I was a child, like Mm. just thought after thought and big ideas and, you know, inspirational things were coming to me. And I realized in that moment that it had been so long since I I've actually felt that I'm consuming so much content all the time and I'm not leaving any room whatsoever for that imaginative thinking and that creativity. And so I think that there's two parts to this. It's the water can have major benefits on our mood and on our state of being and the way that we feel, but it's also that I go there without having my phone because I can't check anything. I can't consume. So I'm really just left with myself and consuming what's inside. So that's something that I've been doing. And I know that not everyone lives near water or has access to water every day, but if you don't, you can go somewhere without your phone. Like even just going to sit at a park or going for a walk without your phone and just seeing if anything comes up. But another thing with water, if you do live near water is that there's actually negative ions that are found in abundance when we're near water. So it doesn't have to be the beach. It can be in mountains and waterfalls. And 
They increase levels of the mood chemical serotonin. They help to relieve depression. They relieve stress and boost our daytime energy. So there's so many benefits to being near water. So if you do have access to it, definitely go near water and don't bring your phone and just see what happens because it's been so great for me. Yeah. Well, you've been doing the cold plunge too, which I feel like gives it an added benefit. It's kind of that Wim Hof method thing, whether you go into cold water that's natural or do a cold plunge into a bath or something like that, that also is really great for mental health because it helps to reduce all of the inflammation in our body, which causes a lot of issues. So I feel like that may be something that's contributing as well. You have the water, you have the negative ions, and then you have this anti-inflammation piece too, that I think can lead to this calm state. So then it can allow our mind to some space to free up and wander. Yeah, definitely. And I haven't been, I was getting some migraines before and I haven't had one since I've been going in the water in the morning because the cold water is supposed to be really good for your immunity. And I also noticed that my mood is so much better throughout the day. It's just more stabilized. Like I'm not having ups and downs. I came across this book by Wallace J. Nichols about the health benefits of being near water. And one of the things he says is that our ancestors were on the move and finding water was a matter of life or death. So when water was discovered, our ancestors senses responded positively, which is highly adaptive for generations following. So that's probably why we feel so calm and we feel so happy and at ease when we find a body of water because it's in our DNA, literally. Yeah, I am so fascinated and obsessed with epigenetics. So epigenetics is the study of how our DNA passes from generation to generation. So it's being studied a lot in the context of trauma. So it's been proven that trauma passes from generation to generation in our DNA, but that's true for so many other experiences that our ancestors had as well. So it makes total sense that when our ancestors associated a calmness, a relief when they found and could access water, that that continues to exist in our gene code as well. And so we feel that as well. We have to do a whole episode on epigenetics soon, but that's a little piece of it. Yeah. There's so much to dive into there. Okay. So our last tip is something that has been really helpful for me when I'm feeling blocked or stuck, and that's free writing. So how you do it is you find some time and set some time for yourself. So I do it for 10 minutes, which I believe is the recommended amount of time. So get yourself set up and set a timer for 10 minutes and have only a notebook and a pen in front of you. Once you start the clock, you must write freely without stopping for 10 minutes straight. It's not about writing a beautiful story or some clever note. It's just about releasing and pouring out every single thing that's coming up into your brain onto the page. What a lot of people like to do when you're finished with the 10 minutes is burn the pages. And so this symbolizes and creates ritual around the release, but it also helps to reinforce for when you continue to do it, that this is not about creating some beautiful writing. It's just about getting the words out and getting anything out that's on your mind. You'll find that after the first couple pages or the first couple minutes, you'll really start to dredge up the things that are a little bit deeper and it can be really helpful for release, thereby leaving some more space in your mind for wandering and for the creativity to come through. 
Yeah, out of your head and onto the page. I love journaling this way. And I actually find that when I journal like this, I solve problems very quickly because you're using a different part of your brain that is the creative part of your brain. So it's very easy to solve problems. And then your mind is so clear for anything else that comes up during the day or the night. Yeah. Do you do the page burning ritual? I do not. No, I actually save all of my journal pages and I like to read back to see how I've grown or how I've changed or if I haven't changed and I'm still talking about the same thing, then that's something to address. So it's funny because I cleaning out some of my stuff last weekend and I came across a journal and I was going to throw it out and then I started looking through it and I just felt like I can't, I throw this out. This is I important know. stuff. I love keeping journals. Although your uh, free writing sounds like it's probably a little bit different from mine because I get really primal sometimes on mine. And I don't think it would be something I'd be able to read back. Like sometimes it's just like words that are repeating in my mind or phrases that are repeating in my mind that I'm just getting out. So it's really not narrative so much for me sometimes, but I found that that method helps. Yeah. Like sometimes there'll just be words or phrases or even sounds that I'll put onto the page and it really helps. I don't always do the burning, but I do enjoy doing it because I actually love using fire and rituals. So I've talked before about how I love doing meditation while looking at a flame or connecting, looking at a flame. I don't know. I'm very drawn to fire for rituals. And so I do love to do it when I can and when I can put some ceremony around it. Yeah. Interesting on the symbols and words. That's definitely not how... I've done it, but that's interesting. It's like mine are like, it's not pretty. It's just like literally anything that is in my mind, but they're sentences and words. And it's like, this is what's happening. And this is what's happening today. All right. So that was a quick one for you today. So try these out. First, listen to melancholic or sad music when you're not sad and see how your mind wanders. Get near water and take in the negative ions and do it without any other external inputs. And try the free writing journaling and see what comes up for you. Yeah, we hope that this conversation gave you a lot to think about. And if you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend, write us a review. It helps us grow and helps us be able to get great guests on the podcast and create more episodes just like this. Until next time, I'm Stefania Romeo. And I'm Catherine Griffiths. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.